0: Hello, and welcome to episode 197 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. So, Henny, first I need to start because I literally just remembered this. Oh, okay. So, I think that last week, two a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, and I don't, I don't remember who told me or where it came from, but the cookies with the nuns and the roundabout. Yeah. It's like a roundabout thing. So... Anyways, and then I said, oh, look, Tim has just literally sent me this. Yeah. So I, so anyways, I said, have you been? And then he's like, pretty good. How are you (laughs) been? Not the question you were asking. (laughs) But that's okay, because I'm literally just calling him out right now on that, Eric. Because I said, oh, all good. I said, have you had the nun cookies? (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, I asked Juan to make sure, and he said, no, those cookies are not my thing. Very Spanish and not fatty enough for me. Henny's (laughs) the one who loves super low-point piggy treats. (laughs) I'm fat on the inside. Ask her, she'll tell you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does that all mean? It means so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because tim is tim is very thin right yeah. and he and he works very hard to like make really healthy choices with what he eats and to be really fit and to do lots of activity and and uh and he so i mean and and he is very fit and 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 feels good and and lives well because of it um but he always i and, okay well but wait a minute but i Tim I knew there was a butt coming there (laughs) he always he always jokes that he's fat on the inside Uh, like whereas I'm just plain old fat on the outside he's fat on the inside (laughs) because because whenever we are out and there are like options for like what food you might choose guaranteed he will always pick the most calorie dense food as the one that he wants you know so like if we're at a bakery and they have the whole display of all all of things we would like look and see like okay so if you were gonna have something like what would you pick and like at a bakery I would usually pick like the custard tart or like Mm. something that had like strawberries on it or like I don't know whatever or or like a Yeah, like, something that is, like, lighter, just because I tend, like, I just like that flavor, whereas he'll pick, like, the Death by Chocolate with all the extra (laughs) drizzle and whipped cream, you know, like, and, and without fail... This happens again and again and again And this so the same thing will happen if we If we go out to a restaurant and we're looking At a menu of something and then We'll be like okay so if you were going to pick anything Like what would you pick and like And I'll be like mm, like the You know whatever like The quinoa salad with the this Or like that sounds so good to me And he'll be like no it's like I want like The ribs with the cornbread yeah. And you know like, like we just <laughs> And so he always Jokes that he's fat on the inside inside because everything he wants is the fattiest su- sugaryest, like yeah. most calorie dense food food item and so okay. now he's done cookies they're just not they're not fatty enough so he won't okay. like okay <laughs> he won't like them
0: <laughs> okay well thank you thank you for that explanation <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I just remembered it. It's that's funny. Cool. It's really funny. It's a, it's a, it's a real fun game that we that we continue to play and like have played for years and continue to play it. And it always works out that way. Yeah. I I always want something that's l- like light and fluffy, and he wants something rich and dense. I I feel like I'm I'm the I'm I'm both i think so too i feel i feel like depending on what it were what it would be you would yeah. come down on either side yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness
0: my goodness my goodness okay listen so henny this weekend uh, so you know just because i have shared about all my you know uh physical things that have been happening with my body over the last year so like please. this weekend we-
1: please tell me that you did not have your period all weekend
0: oh no but I did get it last yeah I did but it wasn't too bad but anyways that was of course I did because anyways but we were going whitewater rafting and going on quads so I have whitewater rafted a couple of times the first time not a very good experience because I was afraid um and and I couldn't swim, and it was the Ottawa River and, and whatever. And the second time was off season. We didn't know that, and the water like there were times everybody had to get out of the boat because there wasn't enough water for the oh. boat to go along, and you had to okay. portage. Yeah. So it's yeah. Not <laughs> um, but this time, yeah, it's whitewater rafting. So we there's the four of us: a so Brock and M and Phil and I, and then there was another couple from the hotel. And so we're driving and the young kid stops and he's over, went over a bridge and he's like showing us like this, the level of the water, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is like intermediate uh, and up, you know, he said, so is this what you want to do? He says, or we start further down and then it's like beginner, whatever. So I already in the inside, I'm like, Oh my god no i don't want to do the intermediate i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i don't want to do it I don't. but of course if everybody else wants to you know darn well, well go, yes gonna, i know i'm not going to say a word i'm just going to suck it up buttercup anyways the couple in the back and this is all in spanish so every time this young kid is speaking he has to stop phil has to translate for three of us right and then go anyways the couple in the very back the man says something and uh Feels like oh they want
1: beginner. I'm like gracias, gracias, gracias. <laughs> because <you> also because <laughs> because while you are very courageous on the outside, you're a scaredy cat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: That is hundred percent who I am. Got it. Hundred percent who I am. Uh anyway, so I was like oh yes, yes, yes. So anyways, we we go and I was a little bit anxious about like am I going to hurt myself because I was feeling good that day? Like I didn't feel like any pain. And I thought, oh, this could be like, you know, maybe I push my luck and I keep doing this. Anyways, it was a okay. We had lots Beautiful. of fun, got, got nice and wet. The rapids were like perfect, whatever. So then we go back for lunch and then we decide we're going to do this quad thing so they they're like, well, there's an hour and you go along beside the river, blah, 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 or an hour and a half. And then you're like doing some, like going up like, like hills and stuff. I mean, an hour and a half sounded like an awful long time on a quad. I right. wasn't really into that. So anyways, right. we decide that we're gonna do the hour, but I've never actually, oh, I did. I've driven a, a quad before a long time ago, like okay. maybe 20, probably 10 years, probably 10 okay. years ago. And it, and I, I don't remember it like being really scary, but I do remember they were like brand new, brand new units. Right. So anyways, these units were not brand new. They were quite beat up and old. And so anyways, we get on, that's fine. Um, and then we have to start and I am like slow as molasses. Like right. I was hundred percent scaredy cat. Anytime there's like a little bit of going downhill, I've already taken my hand off yeah. the throttle and yeah. like just coasting. Yeah. But I feel bad because I have three people behind me. Right. But I'm not turning around because if I don't have to see your eyes yeah. and your look <laughs> of like frustration, yeah. I don't really know what's happening. No. Um, Anyways, I, because uh, it was like we went out and then we came all the way back. So on the way back, though, I that I got my group. Because on the way, we stopped once to like take a photo. I said to Phil, "This is a one and done. I'm not doing this again. Okay. I am <laughs> petrified." I do not like his oh because I'm driving along and all of a sudden like a street dog a big one like Cujo starts freaking out and running beside me I was like I I did use the (laughs) the throttle and go a little faster because I'm like get away from me you psycho dog no I was like I'm never doing this again I said I'm terrified actually but on the way back, he's like, "Wow, you you were going a lot faster." I said, "Yeah, now I don't I don't really care." I said, "I found my groove. I don't really care. <laughs> That's fine." But I think it's like driving any vehicle, mm, mm. like you know, until you find out like how sensitive are the brakes, yeah. like how does it feel, yeah. you know, yeah, the, like turning. It's got a small axle, so you you don't. I get that. Could you try again? You know what? I didn't get it. I there's a Siri now. Siri's <laughs> like. Knowledge is good. That's what Siri just told me.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She's so kind. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, anyways, I the end of that is that I would do it again.
1: Okay. And so my, my question to you w- was going to be, do you wish that you'd done the hour and a half? No, or I don't. the hour long enough? The hour was long enough. The
0: other thing was that that's when we got bit by like a hundred cajillions like gnats or whatever. So, Henny, do you know? Because last last time we did, you shared your. I think
1: you shared about your mosquito bites last week. Yeah, yeah, or a couple of weeks ago, about yeah. these bug bites. Yes, and they're not okay. mosquito bites though. No. They're they're
0: no CMs, right? They're they're no CMs. Same, same thing. They're yeah. exactly the same. So we went to like a, a an artisanal like pisco making place and so they were explaining this. This was Friday and all of a sudden I see Brock and he's like on his, like down by his ankles and then I start and then it's just, it's just craziness. The next day... Was when we were doing this quad thing, and I was like driving. I'm like, "Ah," you know, and then I we stopped, and I then realized that I they must have just they were along for the ride too, because I had a I've got so many bites. I've got big ones on my head all over the place. Anyway, I was like, what? Like, do you know what makes them itchy? I don't know what makes them itchy because the the bug he's i don't know if this is just mosquitoes i'm assuming it's everything but they actually spit on you first mm. before they land because they want they don't want to get sick from you oh and it's histamine
1: okay of course
0: which is why what do we take when we're itchy
1: of course we take an antihistamine
0: Yes, but that is why they literally like are spitting and then, and then we, our our immune system starts to like react to it. It's like an allergic reaction we're having. And then, yeah. yeah. And then at night, it's because our cortisol, cortisol levels change. That's why you're itchier at night. I I spent a little bit of time Googling this because I was like, why does this happen? But that's why, because our cortisol levels uh, go down Um, at night, drop
1: at night, yeah, and so that's why they're itchier. That is very interesting, and okay, so then why is it that sometimes you're not really itchy until like two days later? That I don't know. Okay. That I don't
0: know. Should I I put that on my agenda for this week to investigate and report back to you?
1: Yeah, I would like that. (laughs)
0: so for the for everyone out there you're welcome now you know when you've got a mosquito bite that a mosquito or the bug has spit on you
1: oh lovely
0: (laughs) it makes sense but i don't know why you can't just wash it off you it must be absorbed into your skin yeah so and i guess it's like we're protecting ourselves and then our body fighting to but holy snap, apple. And they come in like threes, too. Like, you know, you're almost like I'm looking. I'm like, yep, there's a whole bundle there, whole bundle here, whole bundle there, pulled all over my body. Not nice.
1: Not nice.
0: <sighs> but there's what is the relief? You get relief when you're scratching, you know, and then it starts mm-hmm. in one spot. But then you just got both hands. I know
1: going. because, because <laughs> you start to scratch one spot, then then the itch moves. And so then you have to scratch that spot and then the itch moves and then the itch is all consuming. It's so bad. (laughs) But it also feels good. Uh, It's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So I listened to um, a couple of little short podcast episodes and I think that I would listen more like to more of these episodes because they were really like quick and um easy to listen to and very specific about the information that was being shared so like it would be really easy to just scroll through and say ah this is a topic that's interesting to me like let me hear that and the yeah. podcast is called body stuff with dr jen gunter oh uh, yep yeah. do you know this podcast I know who- I do because I've,
0: uh, Jen Gunter is a Canadian, um, OBGYN, uh, gynecologist. Yes. I think. Yes. Out of BC, lives in BC. She's written the menopause, uh, manifesto. Oh, that's why
1: I know her name. When I saw, okay. Yeah. So when I saw this podcast come up as like, you might like this based on your other listening. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. And, and her name was familiar to me, but I wasn't quite sure why. And then she often references studies that were done in Canada, like studies that were done out of the university of Toronto or studies that were done, um, you know, out of other Canadian universities. And so I thought she must be Canadian Um, and she is, Um, but so she's got this podcast that's called body stuff. And each episode is like a specific question or a specific topic about your body. And so The one episode that I listened to was called, do you really need eight hours of sleep? Oh, okay. And the other episode I listened to was um, some, I think it was called, you know, can, can, or how do I speed up my metabolism? So, and so then she talks about the research related to whatever the topic is. And she has other experts in, to to like uh talk about whatever the topic is as well and so and i think the episodes were like 25 minutes so they were like super short and like direct to the point nothing fancy nothing frilly about the podcast but but quite pleasant and informative and so In these two episodes, I wouldn't say that there was anything in either one of them that wasn't information that I'd heard or knew already, but it was just interesting to hear it again and to hear Mm it, you know, from a different voice as, as, you know, that's something we've talked about in the past, you know? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the, do we really need eight hours of sleep, uh, podcast episode was interesting because of course... Oh, you know what? There was something in there that was that I didn't know because she was saying that, you know, of course 8 hours isn't the magic number. She said your magic number depends on you, but she said what I can say with with confidence is that even people who don't require a lot of sleep She's like, everyone requires sort of six hours or more. She's like, people like for people to for people's bodies and minds to be operating mm-hmm. optimally, she said most people require between six and nine hours of sleep in a night. So okay. which is kind of what I knew, like kind of that's sort of yeah. the the window that I'd heard before. And, and so then she talks a lot about like the circadian rhythm and, you know, that your body releases melatonin when, when things are Mm -hmm. darker and that's your body's way of preparing for sleep and, and, but then there was a comment about blue light. Because and I've heard this before, like I've heard in the past that, you know, you're not supposed to be on your phone before bed because you're not or you're not supposed to watch television before bed or things like that because you're not supposed to like be like act like you're not supposed to have blue light in your face before you're going to bed.
0: No, because I think it interferes with your melatonin. Um, levels
1: something like that and and then but in in actuality that is not true she said there's nothing she's like there's nothing about the blue light that is problematic um she said what is problematic about being on your phone before bed is that it riles you up or thinking about things or you know you're you're responding to emails or you know she's like that's the problem she's like it has nothing to do with the light and I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense to me, but it was also interesting to have this, you know, myth busted. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so that was, that was the one thing that I was like, Oh, I didn't actually know that. I didn't realize that that was a myth. Yeah. Uh, the other thing she said about, about sleep is she said there's a lot of conversation about sleep hygiene mm-hmm. and that, You know, if people just had better sleep hygiene, then all of their sleeping problems would be solved. You know, if people just, you know, had a a bedtime routine, you know, did all, like, you know, had dark a dark room had a a sound maker like had had lavender on the pillows you know like she's like there's a lot of chatter that that if you just had this beautiful sleep hygiene that you know any sleep issue that you might experience would be would be over and she was like that is absolutely completely false she said for sure sleep hygiene is good to have but if you are a person who genuinely has trouble with sleeping sleep hygiene by itself is not going to make things better so she said if you are a person who is good at sleeping and you have good sleep hygiene that's going to that's going to be great for you so she's like it's kind of like you know um, she didn't, she didn't give this analogy, but I'm just thinking like, it's sort of like, if you brush your teeth every day, and you have good oral hygiene, that's going to keep your teeth and your mouth like, clean and fresh and healthy. But yeah. if you have a cavity, no amount of tooth brushing is going to get rid of the cavity. Okay. Right. Yes. And so her saying, like her talking about the sleep was the same. Like she's like, good sleep hygiene and good sleep practices around sleep are good to have. But if you truly have trouble with sleeping, there's something else that needs to be done to help you. Uh, okay. In addition to the hygiene, she said, hygiene yeah. is not going to solve the problem. And so I thought that that was really interesting to be laid out that way. Because I think sometimes when we don't sleep well, particularly people who, I think particularly for people who, who have uh, struggles with sleeping on a regular basis, you know, it's easy for other people to say like, well, you should just do this. Well, if you did this, well, well, why don't you do that? You know, like, like people are really, good at giving advice about, well, if you just did this one thing, all your problems would be solved. But the issue is like if you truly have trouble, there's something else going on in your body or in your mind that needs addressing that is not just like putting a scent on your pillowcase.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I quite liked that she that she said that, that, you know, it's it's not just the, you know, the, the habits around something that are are making a difference, you know? So she talked Mm -hmm. a lot about, uh, actually with, with sleep, she talked a lot about cognitive behavior therapy, that that has been, been proven to be especially helpful with people who suffer from insomnia. Really? Yeah, because it's a way of like training your brain to allow your body to sleep, mm. which I thought was interesting. I I yeah. don't. I used to be an ex, uh, a, an extraordinarily poor sleeper, but I'm but I haven't been for probably a decade. I would yeah. say the last decade of my life, I I'm quite a good sleeper. Yeah, I I fall asleep easily. Yeah, usually. And I wake up frequently during the night, but I wake up like roll over and go back to sleep or wake up, use the washroom and go back to sleep. Like it is very uncommon for me to have a night where I wake up and then I'm up, you know, like I know Mm. some people like they'll wake up like if they wake up at three o'clock, like they can't get back to sleep. That's not me. I wake up at 3 o'clock, by 3.03, I'm fast asleep again.
0: I, yeah, I'm I'm exactly the same. I get up, go to the washroom, come right back, and I'm, like, right back asleep again. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so I know that you probably, for maybe even five years ago, you did put some other practices and habits mm-hmm. around sleep that allowed you to Consist, I'd say more consistently get the same hours or around the same hours of sleep and night, right? Um, and to yeah, which, um, which I know about. So okay, that that was really messy. Wow, <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, but what about? But I wonder if when you say probably the last ten years, that also corresponds with the the time between the last two times that you lost a significant amount of weight Mm -hmm. and so would you say that that also allowed you like if you think back Mm -hmm. when you had more weight on your body did you sleep like less soundly yes was it harder to get would you and do you think I mean I know that that there's there are reasons I mean obviously depending on which position that you sleep in mm. um that I uh, way-
1: you know what is the most interesting to me is that when I was much heavier I was I slept on my stomach huh. okay and in this body I don't like to sleep on my stomach like sometimes I'll roll over like Like, and I'll be stretching or I'll be like moving around and I'll end up on my stomach. And I don't, I'm actually not comfortable like that. And I'll, and so I'm, I sleep almost primarily on my side.
0: That's so interesting.
1: And that, and that change is a direct correlation to my weight, but I don't know why.
0: Well, huh. I wonder if before, if you laid on your side, it was just too much pressure on one side because we all have one side of our body that we like to sleep on also right but we're just thinking about positioning of organs in the body
1: yeah
0: with pressure like being on one side and or the other because when you lay to one side everything does shift but
1: yeah 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 interesting hey i i I know that to be true for sure yeah very Um,
0: interesting
1: yeah i also think I wonder too, like knowing that in the last decade or so I started sleeping better. I'm trying to think like maybe it's even more than that because when I, when I moved out of my parents' house, that was maybe almost 15 years ago. And so, and when I moved out, I got a brand new bed and a brand new mattress and a brand new box spring. And and I wonder if that was also part. I just you
0: want mean. you to. I just want. I just want everyone to note that one thing she did not mention <laughs> at that point
1: <laughs> was brand new pillows because I did not get brand new pillows.
0: <laughs> I know you didn't, and, and when I found out how long you'd had your pillows, I was. I think I <laughs> gross shamed you into going and buying new ones because it was disgusting. <laughs> just going to point that out.
1: You definitely. You definitely did. You definitely did gross shame me into purchasing new pillows. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm very happy with my new pillows now. <laughs> but you're no
0: longer new. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I've been, I've lived in this country almost four years. And that was pretty this. Just saying.
1: Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, so are you telling me that now my five-year-old pillows need to be replaced? Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, or wash, no. you can wash them in the washing machine.
1: Uh, but they're so, oh. but they're still so nice. No, because they're <laughs> flat
0: and they've got lots of saliva and drool and stuff on them. <laughs> if it's not your drool, I know it's Mark's. Cause I mean, all
1: drool. he is a big drooler.
0: Gross. <laughs> and then when you change the bed, you make it his pillow and oh, gross. I'm just grossed out No. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm gonna ask the people listening if it's <laughs> a requirement that I change that I replace my pillows now that they're five years old. Well,
0: let's ask people how often they change their pillows. Okay.
1: All right. I wanna know. And
0: how that often maybe maybe this has been a public service announcement for people. <laughs>
1: But what I was saying is I wonder if some of the change to me sleeping better (laughs) was having a decent mattress. Yeah. I do do feel like like that might have been some of it. But for sure, my sleep changed as my weight changed. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And the changes that I made you know, around five years ago, four years ago, including getting (laughs) my pillows. (laughs) Which it probably was around the same time as when you said you were doing all of this. Right? Well, that's probably why it came up, because I was probably talking about setting an alarm to, like, remind myself to go to bed. And then the do do not disturb function on my phone, that has been a game changer as well. So my phone no longer makes alert noises after like 9 30 at night. Mm-hmm. And and so those two changes, I was probably talking about making those changes and then oh the pillows came up. So I, I changed the that. pillows also. Yeah. Um that has that hasn't improved the quality of my sleep, but it has improved the quality of my life, like of my wakeful life. Yeah right? For sure, for sure. Also, speaking of all of that, uh, yesterday morning, I was like, I got up and I was like trying to figure out, okay, how much time do I have before I have to leave? And I thought, I've got about an hour and a half. And so I thought, okay, great. If I strip my bed now, I can throw the sheets in the washer and then before I leave I can transfer it to the dryer so that when I get home the sheets will be dry. And so last night I climbed into a brand new like fresh sheet clean out of the dryer like bounce smell kind of no a lovely bed. And it was the best. Yeah. I I do I like getting into a clean bed. Oh a clean bed just feels so good. Yeah. And then the other episode was about <sighs> metabolism. which, which also there was nothing that I hadn't heard in that episode. Um, but it was interesting because people do have a lot of really specific and ingrained ideas about Mm -hmm. metabolism and like starting the metabolism, like speeding up the metabolism, slowing down the metabolism, like all of these things. And you know and and you know if you have spicy food or if you have like these you know special gummies or like and pretty much you know Dr. Jen Gunter and the expert that she had you know to talk with her said like no to all of that like yeah. it's all nonsense and and then they also she also talked about at at length in this episode she talked about the the research study or studies that have been done using contestants of The Biggest Loser as Mm -hmm. like participants and, and on what happened with their metabolism from the time that they lost weight to like so many like months or years afterwards. And you know, just um, this idea that, you know, pretty much she said, you know, that, because I guess some of the concern that people have is that if you you know lose weight and gain weight and lose weight and gain weight that you're going to like mess your metabolism up or and and she was mm. like the research doesn't suggest that that you have that much power over what your body is doing like <laughs> you know you're hmm. and so so that was interesting she's like if you lose weight and gain weight several times she's like your metas- your metabolism is going to do what it's going to do whether you are um, losing weight or gaining weight. However, in the in the specific example of these people who yeah. lost a tremendous amount of weight in a in a very short in time, a very in an unsafe amount of time. Yes, yeah. Um, she said the expectation would be that the metabolism would speed up, and what actually happened is that their metabolism slowed down.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Um. Probably because it didn't really know
0: what yeah, was happening, was, and
1: so it was the body was conserving all possible yeah. energy, right yeah, but but she said that's not um that's not a a a specific finding that you can apply to your own daily life because mm-hmm. that's not what you know that's not what's happening for yeah most people in most situations, you
0: know? yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I think that the the issue is is that there's just uh, so so many unknowns about metabolism, and that each person because we're all unique, Mm -hmm. each person's operates uh, differently. Uh, I don't know how many similarities there are, as or compared to how many how different they are. You know, Mm -hmm. and I and you also. There's too many variables. Maybe that's what it is Yeah, with the amount of energy that your body needs to use with the amount of food or energy that you're putting in the types of energy you're putting in, like the times of the day that you're putting in, there's way too many variables out there. I mean, that often comes up hers for too. And I did listen to quite a few that were very specific to HRT. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. uh, and then I think I just listened to those ones like I, you know, and then I, then I, she probably had a couple on that I wasn't interested in. And then I yeah. was just like, yeah. And then,
1: and you know, this, float, yeah,
0: yeah I float back and forth.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's, that would be my take on the podcast too. I think if there's a topic that is of particular interest to you, check it out and otherwise move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know we've been talking a lot about memoirs and I'm like yeah. almost 50% through Sally Fields. Oh yeah. Very interesting. Very, there's a, there's a real common thread often with, I, maybe it's just, uh, maybe I'm just, now that I'm going to say it, I'm like, no, that doesn't really make sense. Cause I think everybody has, has a lot of uh, like their story and it can be very, there can be a lot of, you know tragedies and terrible things that happen. but right. you listen to enough of these memoirs and and you realize that some people went through such terrible things and yeah. and at different times to- I think maybe it's the time that they and the, how old they were but also just you know when this happened in our in our timelines you know like our in our lives like right you know in the in the 40s the 50s the 60s and things yeah. that were sort of accepted mm-hmm. and that now aren't accepted but nobody said anything so it's very interesting I, I I mean I do really like Sally Field and I forgot that she did Gidget And then they were like, and I'm like, oh my God, I remember, I remember watching because she's just talked about the TV show, but not the movies yet. But I remember there was like, Gidget goes to the beach and Gidget goes here and Gidget does this. Did you
1: ever watch The Flying Nun? I did watch The Flying Nun also. Yeah. Yeah. So The Flying Nun, I don't know, but I do know Gidget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I really would remember her from... Like the movies that she did with Burt Reynolds, yeah, Smoking the Bandit, and
1: yeah,
0: and that. Uh, but she's done things recently, yeah. You know, she's she's a great actress. Yes. So yeah. Anyway, anyways, I've been like kind of like you on a real memoir kick, I know. and I so I good. really
1: yeah I really enjoyed Sally Fields' memoir. I'm about three quarters of the way through Tina Turner's memoir right now. Oh, come on. What are you doing? Just Googling memoirs and just like putting holds on every single one? Pretty much, Sandy. That's pretty much what has happened.
0: <laughs>
1: and and then, does Tina read it? No, unfortunately. She uh-huh. only she only read the foreword. Okay. And then she has a, a voice actress reading for her. So it okay. uh, so I think it would be better if it were in her own voice, but the story itself is yeah, Incredibly compelling. And, and I think that's what I'm finding too. That is what you said that it's, it's, it's always interesting to read someone's story. It's especially interesting to read someone's story when you know snippets of their life because you saw them mm. on screen or you heard them do this or you know like but that's such a tiny piece of their life and now you're getting a bigger picture but then there's an additional element of interest i find when it's a story that is happening at a specific time in in like The culture's life, you know And like you said, like something that happened In the 50s or something that happened in the 60s Or something that was specific To the 80s or whatever, you know Um, Yeah I I find that, like that adds An extra element Of Yeah, of of interest and of uh, Detail to the story, right Because because it, It means something different When things happened at different times in, in the, in, in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when, you know, this person said this, but it was at that time period, you know, like it, 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 it there's more to it then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's part of like, the time period is part of the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying my memoir kick. I mean, I I've read a, a bunch this <laughs> this month, and I've my Mariah Carey is on the docket. I think she's the next one. But I also have. I also want to get to uh, Prince Harry's memoir as well. So yeah,
0: I I don't. Mariah Carey can't stand to listen to that woman sing
1: i love her i've been listening to her spotify like the mariah carey spotify playlist every time the whole time i've been working on report cards i've been listening to the mariah carey spotify list and and here's the thing also if you had said to me like how well do you know mariah carey's music i would have said like I don't know, like four out of 10, you know, like, like if there were 10 Mariah Carey songs, I probably would know four of them. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's more like nine and a half out of (laughs) 10. Like every song that comes on, I'm like, Oh, I know this song too. Oh, I know this song too. (laughs) Like, Oh, maybe. Yeah.
0: I just, there's a little more, you know, a couple of their, I just can't stand when she goes way up to those octaves. I just want to like punch her in the head.
1: okay <laughs> it's
0: too much for me it's whiny <laughs> well
1: when i read the memoir yeah I'll let you know i'll let you know
0: okay <laughs> okay, okay. Oh so
1: sandy if you were going to write a memoir <laughs> yeah <good. laughs> yeah what would the title be Ooh, yeah what would the title be <laughs> i don't know how how compelling do you think it would be?
0: How compelling it would be? yeah, i yeah. I, I don't think it would be, but my therapist might tell you something different <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think so i think I think it would be quite interesting. I think it would be quite interesting because I think you have. This is not quite the right way to say this, but I think you've, like, lived a lot of different lives. You
0: know, uh, like,
1: you like you have had, like, uh, you know, like, young entrepreneur. You've had, like, young mother. You've lived, like, you know, working, commuting, like, that sort of life. Yeah. You've had, you know, mother of older children. You've also done, like, the, you know, living abroad in a couple of different places. Like, I think you have all yeah. these little, like, pockets in your timeline of your life that I think mm-hmm. like would all be interesting in and of themselves. You're right. That I think yeah. to put them together. I think I think it would be I think it'd be a good story.
0: Good. <laughs> uh, but you know I don't you feel that 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 most of us have that but we don't think that our lives are really it would For be sure. of interest. to other people there's also that things happen and at the time they seem to be all and like they take over everything you know and they seem big and then the further you get away from it you like you forget and then someone says you're like oh oh yeah I remember that I did that or that happened Mm -hmm. or and then you remember things but you they it's like they were really vivid and sharp and painful at the time but it's like a sharp pencil and that over time it's just you've worn it right down to nothing you know it's nice and smooth yeah. so it's still there you can still kind of talk about it but it doesn't bring the same emotions out yeah. you don't yeah. feel the same and you can never imagine how when it was happening how you would ever get to that point right you know, that yeah it would be like that I, I yeah it just doesn't I mean,
1: it just doesn't carry the resonance now that it did in the moment.
0: No, and this is the, always the one thing, like anytime I know someone that maybe the, their marriage or the relationship is broken at, down or, and that there's maybe children involved or not. And that sometimes we get caught up in things mm. that don't really, you know, they won't matter. Like they yeah. do at the time, but it's not really the thing. It's really what's behind the thing. You know, whether yeah. it's control or whatever, yeah. you know, revenge, all kinds of ugly kinds of emotions that we have.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but but at the time, it just seems like so important. Yeah. In the big scheme of things, it really doesn't matter, and you
1: save yourself a lot of
0: heartache sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think that's very. I think that's very true. I think it's funny because. I think that time can, yeah, I think it, it changes things, right? Like it doesn't necessarily make things go away, but like you said, like with the pencil lead, like the lead of the pencil is still there, but it's been rubbed down smooth, you know? So it's, it just doesn't carry the same punch. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's the thing with people who do write memoirs, like they have to go back to those experiences and like revisit them at their, you know, sharpest pencil point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that's, I think it would
1: be difficult. I think it would be difficult for a lot of these people, especially people who do have really significant trauma in their lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, think about just listening right now to Sally Fields and she often talks about like opening letters that have been either she wrote or her mother wrote or her mother's journal or uh, the boyfriend that she doesn't remember his name now, but he's like sent her all the letters and she still hasn't opened those or she'll, you know, the letters that she's just read to write the memoir yeah you know so all of those things is and and those are the you know that's the uh what she needed to do at the time when she received those things was to just receive them tuck them away not look at them you know they're there but you're not ready to read the words even if it's something i i mean i have you ever have you ever found like a letter that you wrote And then you read it and you're just like, oh, my God, I sound pathetic. Yes. So immature. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's like you don't You feel it all over again. You don't even want to, like, put yourself through that. Like, I don't want someone to tell me. I don't want you to. (laughs) I just want to pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. 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 Don't
1: don't remind me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but at that
0: the time true. when you wrote it you were just like it, you you were putting like everything into it you know you just yeah. really felt it but then you really like you're like oh my god embarrassing for sure for sure absolutely oh all right all right so, so this week you're gonna ask people how often do, do they change their pillows well first do and, and should do you need to change yours and if yes.
1: I I think my pillows are just fine okay they're still very fluffy
0: yeah they're just full of
1: (laughs) no because it's not like I sleep directly on the pillow they have a pillowcase yes I know but you
0: what a pillowcase doesn't get wet
1: (laughs) okay fine
0: (laughs) fine I'm just asking I mean I'm you're not I know you're not alone I'm sure I, I, I mean
1: I'm sure I'm not you know
0: <laughs> I mean these are the things I try not to think about when I'm at a hotel right yeah
1: that's... I know, I
0: do know people that carry their own pillowcases and like the plastic thing to put on first really yeah there I can I I don't that kind of stuff doesn't freak me out. No, me neither. But I have been bitten by bed bugs before in hotel rooms. That I don't like
1: that. Uh, I don't like that either. I've I've like never that. had that experience, and I really don't like hope. it at all. I really I hope, hope never to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, Sandy. You brought it back full circle to your bug bites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> I liked it. I like. I, I like a callback. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Oh my goodness. All right. Okay, friend. Wow. Well, I think it's time for us to fare to say. Uh, what is what is that thing? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do.
1: <laughs> yes, from *Sound of Music*. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So farewell. long, farewell, Alvida's a bye. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I am thinking about that. all right that is that is what we do have to say all right okay well for everyone else thanks for listening
0: uh Henny, as always the uh, highlight of my week is to see your smiling face on the other side of my uh, on my computer screen so i always look forward to it all right well um with that i'm gonna go have my lunch me too and okay and well let's go and manja manja <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all, right. all right take care bye